Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into high school esports. Joining us today is Alex Cummins. He is the director of esports and the head coach of the esports program at Hilltop High School in Ohio. So thank you, Alex, for joining us today. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with me to talk about high school esports. So without further ado, go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us where your passions in gaming and esports started and kind of how that led you um, to your current position as a director slash head coach at Hilltop High. Yeah, so I'm actually also the technology director at the school. So um, I am not, I was not a big gamer. I think the most in-depth I got was the DS and the Wii. So um, last year in the summertime, my superintendent said, hey, have you have you looked at the numbers for esports? And I had heard about esports. Um, there are several districts around us doing mm-hmm. esports. We are a smaller district. So at first I said, well, I don't know that we have the manpower for it. I don't know that we'd have the student interest. Um, but he said, hey, do you look at what the numbers of these, like the amount of money being poured into the industry, the amount of like scholarships that students are receiving? And I said, no, I'm not aware of this. So I looked at it. And as soon as I saw the scholarship numbers for places like Ohio State and, you know, Tiffin, I'm like, this is an opportunity that we are missing out on offering our students. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that immediately caught my attention. Uh, probably sad that the games didn't, but the money signs did. But everyone has their hook, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started developing the program. Um, kind of worked hand in hand with one of our local colleges who is also working on their program. So it was kind of nice to be able to build this program at the high school and to be able to talk to the college and say, we are a pipeline for your program as well. And then the college in turn is able to offer scholarships. Um, But yeah, uh, started it. We started fall competition last year and then COVID hit but we did pretty well. Um, students really excited. I had 15 students last year. Uh, I expect to have around 20 to 30 students this year. Um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a great start uh, for, you know, maybe, well, you know, maybe a year ago, but probably more like six months because of COVID kind of, you know, yeah. attention to everything. Uh, but awesome. Awesome start there. Um, kind of diving into a couple more specifics of your program. You know, what games do you compete in? Um, what kind of rosters do you have? And then also what kind of games or rosters do you hope to expand into in the upcoming year once everything kind of normalizes after COVID kind of hopefully goes away sooner than later? <laughs> yeah, so right now we compete in Super Smash, Hearthstone, and Fortnite. Uh, we're hoping, we tried to get a Rocket League team off the ground this year, but we could last year, but we couldn't. So we're trying this year. Um, Currently, so last year we competed at the club level. Our league, which is Ohio Esports Ohio, recommends that each new team start at the club level, kind of gauge their what is the playing level of their students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're going to go with the varsity level this year. Um, depending on how many students I have, I might have enough for a junior varsity as well, which would be really, at least in one or two games, which would be really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we're still in the infancies. Um, we, I think the biggest thing we're lacking right now is the playtime, just because the season got canceled. We did a lot of practice. We did a lot of informal scrimmages with other schools. But, you know, feeling that pressure of competition is still something. We had two weeks of, and then we were out. So yeah. 
we're excited for that this year. We start on September 14th. We're going to start meeting second week of school, uh, August 28th. So, you know, it's awesome. already time to get ramping back up. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Love to see that you guys have the ability to do that. So that's absolutely incredible. Um, speaking about practice, you know, for those out there that kind of want to get more involved in their program at their high school, or maybe develop it themselves or pair with the teacher there, kind of what does a practice day look like? You know, what do y'all focus on? Um, what difference, you know, do you have different portions of practice dedicated for certain, you know, other, you know, pathways or reasons for yeah. practicing for that uh, performance boost? Yeah, so um, something I do that my kids hate, the first two weeks of practice, they do not touch the consoles or the PCs. We, you know, we talk about the, in, the inner workings of our league, you know, we get them signed up because we want to get everyone signed up on everything before we want to start competing. And then we talk about sportsmanship. We talk about professionalism. We talk about, you know, what does it mean to not just play video games, but in a sportsman-like and organized fashion. Um, we talk about the do's and do nots um, and certain consequences that, you know, relate to those. But mm -hmm. it's all about making sure the kids know what they're getting into. They're not just there to play games. They're mm -hmm. there to learn and we're we're there as coaches to make sure that they pick, that they grow from that in some way beyond just getting better at Smash, which is great, but mm -hmm. last I checked, that doesn't bring in a paycheck all the time. So, yeah, and we want them to be prepared for whatever avenue of the air workforce they go towards, which is whether it's technology, whether it's business, and that's what, it's not technology strictly, but I think it's proven that any skills you have in technology translate very well to other areas besides just the technology sector. So um, after the first two weeks, we kind of just, they pick their games. Uh, we typically don't have them do more than two at a time just because we think that's a lot to handle at once, more than two games. Um, my assistant coaches and I, we uh, develop some drills. Like in Smash, we have them get familiar with the controls. Um, you know, we have them practice combos, we have them practice aerials to kind of get used to it if they're a first-time player. Mm -hmm. If they're not a first-time player, it's a great mentorship opportunity mm -hmm. for those who are uh, more seasoned players. <clears throat> yep. So, again, talking about that mentorship model, um, teaching those soft skills of communication, um, and then we'll usually do Smash. We always do like a mini tournament at the end of each practice, like the last 30 minutes, just because mm -hmm. the kids like seeing who's the best and yeah. who's on top. So, you know, we, we, it's not all boring. We try to have some fun still, mm -hmm. let the kids play around a little bit, goof off a little bit. But. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I think the, the end of practice for almost any competition, whether it's football or, you know, Super Smash Bros or chess or whatever it may be, you know, you always kind of want to have those fun scrimmages just to yeah. you know, have those bragging rights, right? Which is also great because it kind of like boosts like, hey, I want to be better than him next week. So I'm going to practice a little bit more, try yeah. a different combo or a different mechanic, try to master that and see, it, you know, how that improves my performance. Um, so I'm maybe next week I have a chance to beat uh, my, you know, peer um, slash opponent. So that's awesome to see. Um, kind of, you know, you touch on it a little bit um, with some of these soft skills and abilities that they're gaining that aren't, you know, specific to the game. And right, you kind of said that, technology is so relevant right now in the digital age and you know that's expanding more and more and more and technology just isn't one field technology is part of every field in the entire world right now yeah. there's 
one um, one field in the entire world that doesn't use technology in one way or another. And obviously, it's becoming more of an online platform and how that you know is integrated in. So speak to some of those skills um, that you've noticed that the kids really get to pick up on that they may not have the ability to improve on or expand on um, if it wasn't for, you know, being part of the esports program at Hilltop. Yeah. So one immediately major thing I can think of is, um, you know, I work with a lot of organizations besides just the district. Um, and we use a lot of it's Slack digital workspace software. Mm-hmm. That software is becoming, especially now, more and more prevalent in different um, organizations. We can find a parallel with that with uh, with esports. We use Discord, which mm-hmm. is um, you know it's something that the league uses. It's good for us as a communication tool about practices and games. So we use that as well, and it's been very interesting to watch how kids start acting in Discord, you know, for purely just fun purposes, and then when you watch them interact in esports and you start to point out things to them like hey just so you know that would not be a cool thing to say in you know if you were working mm-hmm. and you were working in slack in your organization when you get a job that wouldn't be a cool thing to do and so they start learning and they start you can tell like the way that they start talking um when they link stuff they make sure that it makes sense as if they were in a workplace so i think there's a parallel there between using a professional tool and a you know a tool just for fun mm-hmm. but as if you're reinforcing those values that again that ties to the workplace so i think that's probably the most direct example i can give um another would be when you have those student mem- mentors showing first-time players um you're encouraging them to explain things in a better fashion so they're mm-hmm. not just assuming information and I think yeah. that makes them a better communicator. And eventually, if they make it high enough in the workplace, a, a trainer, you know, or mm-hmm. a manager, however it may be. So I think those are just some examples of how, even though it, esports doesn't seem like it, it is setting an example and training kids for the future digital age workforce. Yeah, absolutely. I think Discord uh, versus Slack. I've, I've used both Slack for work mm-hmm. and then Discord for gaming. Um, but Discord's quickly becoming basically the next Slack in many ways. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of great, you know, CRMs and these kind of uh, organizational platforms to be organized um, in that online fashion. But Discord really is, you know, really great to use and it scales really well. Um, so, you know, it's great to give them the platform now to kind of expand on it. I was actually talking to another high school uh, program where basically same thing along what you're saying your students are doing is they kind of just take the platform and discord and make it their own thing and then they, all of a sudden mm-hmm. they have a thriving community they interact they boost each other up um, and they also have that common goal of like what's that next level right am I going to go into yeah. game design in college am I going to go play collegiately go play professionally um, mm-hmm. or use the skills that we're actively kind of improving each other on and their, themselves um, on discord that next level whether it's business or marketing or finance yeah. on and on and on and on so that's absolutely fantastic to see yeah um, part of we're not just doing soft skills too um one of the cool projects we're going to be launching this fall is um in partnership with our ohio means our local ohio means jobs section mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be launching a development and design program so not just teaching those soft skills but also if they're looking to get into maybe game design programming like 
we're going to be teaching some of the hard skills too. Um, right now it's a 12-week course. Kids will meet every day after school. By the end of it, we're going to teach them to build an app. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to get industry certification for that. So that's another way where it's not necessarily focused on the games, but because it's part of our, under our esports umbrella, mm-hmm. that's teaching them hard skills as well. So they can kind of get exposed to, do they want to go design games? Do they, you know, what do they want to do? So you mm-hmm. can't, they don't know what they want to do unless you show, like show them options. So exactly. That's another, and that's another cool thing we're doing. We're actually going to be preparing that. Um, we have a, I developed this as a partnership with our college for curriculum. If this is successful, we have six more districts in the four counties surrounding who are interested. So I think not just teaching them the soft skills, but the hard skills too, giving them experiences beyond the game mm-hmm. is good. It's tough because the time management, you still want them to do well in competition, but you got to offer them that in some capacity if you want it to go beyond the school when they mm-hmm. graduate. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think esports is that's kind of where esports separates itself from traditional sports, where there's so many more avenues you can go into at such a younger age, right? Traditional mm-hmm. sports really is, you know, playing, coaching, and then there's there's a couple more aspects and maybe some of the production and stuff. That's very centric to kind of like the TV stations already all have all that stuff. But you know, with esports, you know, we have Twitch, right? You can do mm-hmm. so much. So like, you know, having the ability to broadcast or cast or, you know, be the commentators or stream. And then also the in-game yeah. stuff, right? Football has already been designed. You can't really redesign football, but with eSports, you can go in and make your own game, make your own app, make your own level design or game design, or maybe even improve on the production quality of that game, right? There's so many more yeah. avenues that these students can take. And I think over time, we'll start to see students be like, yeah, I love playing, but I'm really not that good or, you know, I'm not interested in being the best of the best of the best, but what I really want to do is go, you know, design the next big game, design the next League of Legends or the next CSGO um, or be part of the team for, you know, the business or the marketing side of it um, to really promote these games or, you know, really highlight these massive events in whatever fashion. And all of a sudden you're going to see like the basis of, you know, having a few avenues with level design or casting or whatever you else you may have um, at your school to all of a sudden explode and be like, students like, well, I want to do this. Now I'm going to do this. And all of a sudden you yeah. have this beautiful ecosystem of so many different skill bases that they can pursue all on their own kind of under that umbrella where we're all passionate in, you know, that overall umbrella of esports in general. Mm-hmm. So that's absolutely great to see. Kind of moving to a little bit of a different question. We talked a little bit about it before we turned the recording on was some of the troubles with COVID, you know, esports is really great you know, kind of, you know, not in a bad sense, but great during COVID because you can still play online. Um, But there's the kind of fair, um, like providing a fair platform because we're talking about online, you're going to have a good internet, you're going to have a good PC or good console and the right peripherals. Um, And if you don't have it, then, you know, you can't go to school. You can't go to a land center to play because they're all shut down. So speak to some of the troubles that you were kind of talking to about before of, you know, not being able to play online because you might not have the best internet or that might put you at a disadvantage. Um, And also kind of a dual ed question is when you can get them back in school and provide them that land experience, um, what does that provide more so than just playing online? Yeah, so for COVID, that was one of the struggles we had was um, our league was not prepared to do. And that's what you, you would think with you know, the advantage of it being online, we could, we just were prepared. Um, we looked into considerations such as what if students don't have same kind of access or no access? 
how do we get them to compete? Do we just have to compete with smaller teams? Um, mm -hmm. In our league, if you have fewer players, you forfeit mm -hmm. matches. So like matches best out of five. Mm -hmm. If we don't have enough players, we forfeit matches. Mm -hmm. So um, those are some of the challenges. I think we're a little better equipped this year. Um, Part of what I'm doing when students enter the program is taking an inventory of what they have, what they don't have. And then um, we're working to try and find the equipment or find ways to get them to the equipment. Um, mm -hmm. It's still, we're still working on it. You know, it's hard. I don't necessarily feel comfortable shipping my PCs out of my lab yeah, to students, exactly. but I know people have done that. And so that's, you know, one of the ways we can handle that another way i know a lot of kids have xboxes even if we were competing on rocket league and pc i believe it's cross-platform so kids can still use their xbox or whatever to compete so that's those are just some of the ways that we're starting to think about um you know i hope that we don't shut down again but if so we gotta look what look at what's gonna happen um mm -hmm. with hearthstone it was nice we had because you can play it on your phone too Mm -hmm. And so we had kids competing on their phone, and you wouldn't even tell the difference. And so that's one benefit. I think if there's any game that will have the most ease continuing, it's probably the Hearthstone or Smash, because I think everyone has a Switch except me. Yeah. So I think in some ways we will continue, and otherwise we're going to have to be pretty, we're going to have to think outside the box for what we do. But um, what was the question again about coming back? I so coming back in your experience, what does like the land platform kind of provide in addition to online, right? Online, I feel like there are some limitations there. Um, and then what is like, you know, having them physically at school kind of provide mm -hmm. or enable um, in that, you know, either it's performance driven or skills driven or anything like that. I think um, the in-person interaction of players is a huge morale boost. It certainly, from my experience, it certainly is a lot better and sucks a lot less than you know, talking to your friends over Discord, but not being able to encourage each other in person mm -hmm. when you're competing. So I think that's a benefit in performance. Um, as a coach, making sure everyone is following the rules, participating fairly, it's a lot easier for myself and my fellow coaches to do that when we're there in person, mm -hmm. to make sure that we have a clean game, good sportsmanship, um, which then in turn, I think in some ways enhances performance they're focused on the game they're not focused on you know oh well if i would have you know done something different we might have won it's like that's over we got to move on to the next round just do your best in the next round because there's always a chance for redemption so i think that there will be some stuff lost with the in-person um you know you hope that we can push through it but i do think that even though we might be playing other teams remotely, the benefit of being there in person for players to feed off each other's energy and to set good examples for younger players, especially is very valuable. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that social interaction engagement is something that some of these students might be missing. Cause you know, I, I think I said it a few times already is like when you don't play football, basketball, baseball, or traditional sports or traditional competitions, or you don't participate in traditional clubs, there's nothing wrong with that. There just needs to be that avenue ready for the people that love gaming, right? There's nothing more beautiful than having that platform or program that students can go pursue and be part of when they're passionate about it, right? When they're not being forced to do it, you know, um, for whatever reason, but hey, I, 
I wake up, I want to go game. I'm going to go game with my friends at my school, part of this club or program or be in my varsity team because that's what yeah. I want to do. And that just enables so much more and you see yeah. so much positive growth out of that. So absolutely um, can't agree more on those points. Um, unfortunately, we are running out of time. Absolutely fantastic discussion. I'll leave you with one last question before we wrap up. Looking at your experience with high school esports, kind of what do you think is this one the really broad thing um, or particular thing doesn't really matter. More of a broad question is what's one thing that you think needs to change or improve to bring high school esports to that next level, right? We're seeing programs pop up all over the country, um, but it's not widely accepted by the mainstream yeah. or the average media or kind of average just people in the world. Um, what do you think that next step is to kind of raise that awareness of like, wow, esports is not only a thing, it's actually a thing that enables so much positive growth within students. Yeah. Um, as someone who's talked to several uh, administration members at this point of neighboring schools and kind of try to alleviate what concerns they have, mm -hmm. I will say, you know, not condescendingly, people need to be more open-minded, yes. Mm -hmm. But I think we as esports professionals need to pitch it better. We need to pitch it not just as a room of sweaty kids in a playing video games. We need to emphasize those soft skills. We need to emphasize, you know, the fact that kids are way more likely to get better grades, better behavior when they are participating in the school culture. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, this is a way for us not athletically inclined kids to participate in the school culture. So I think we need to do a better job of pitching it mm -hmm. and saying these are the benefits. This is what you could see. Um, you know, because we're there at the end of the day, we're there to serve the kids and their families. And we need to not let, myself included, we need to not let our preconceptions get in the way of that. So I think, yes, people need to be more open-minded, but we also need to pitch it better. We need to sell our message better that what are the benefits. Um, part of it is it's just so new. So we're just now discovering the benefits. But I think now that we have that, we need to take advantage of that. So yep i yeah. say that make it go from a bunch of little pocket cultures around like you said around the, the state to a a larger culture exactly you know i can't wait to the day and i think you know this is just a question of when not so much if hopefully in a few years when the community is kind of riling behind their varsity sports team in league of legends or cs or rainbow or rocket league or smash okay. doesn't really matter um, but, you know, you see it every, like, Friday night lights, right? Everyone goes to their local high school and watches a football game. Um, you know, once that happens, hey, they're going, you know, they're turning on Twitch streams. They're going to this arena that's in downtown, downtown or whatever city, and they're watching, you know, their community represent their high school um, competing in esports just like they would in any other competition. I think that would be, like, the real defining moment, like, hey, we're actually successful. It's just a question of how to get there and how fast we can get there. Um, exactly. So, Absolutely agree there um, unfortunately i said before we are out of time absolutely fantastic discussion with you today alex Thank number you. of great topics covered um surrounding high school esports real quick if you want to go ahead and plug um hilltop high tell us where we can keep up to date with y'all if you have any social medias or websites we can see your growth as you continue to expand um over yeah so i'd say um right now the updates are on our facebook page um we're we're currently uh, Mill Creek West Unity Local School District. If you want to follow us on Facebook, 
a lot more of the granular stuff. If you're interested in the nitty gritty of how we're developing our program, um, I'd say follow me on LinkedIn because that's where we're posting all of our, like if you're interested in what our lab looks like, setting up computers, you know, some of this niche stuff. I'm sure you guys are probably going to have it in the description or something. Oh, yeah. Follow we'll me on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's going to be not just myself, but that's also where if you want to get some other connections, some other perspectives from different coaches, we do a lot of collaboration on LinkedIn. So awesome. Awesome. So everyone out there, LinkedIn and Facebook, that will be linked below in the description um, when this goes live to all our viewers and listeners. Thank you for staying the entire time. Stay healthy and stay happy. And you as well, Alex, uh, with the current pandemic going on, make sure you take care of yourselves, be safe, um, be sensible. And ultimately stay plugged in.